It's the end of the world, and personally, I'm looking forward to the next global disaster. I'm Emma Crabb, and this is Testing Positive, the Cornhusker Crisis. A lot has changed over the semester, but no change has been as important to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and, well, the rest of the world as the COVID-19 vaccine. As I'm speaking, over a billion doses of the vaccine have been issued worldwide, with well over 2 million doses in the U.S. We've seen this trickle down to UNL, too, where I've been fully vaccinated and I know a lot of other people who have, too. This includes Javen Brandt my guest for this final episode, who has a unique perspective receiving and giving the vaccine. Today, we talk about doses, decisions, and the biggest question, what's next? Welcome to Testing Positive. I'm your host, Emma Crabb, and today we are talking about what's next for the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Specifically, we're going to talk a lot about vaccines and what vaccination efforts have looked like here at UNL. And today, um, I'm joined by Javen Brandt. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Javen Brandt. I'm currently a sophomore social science education major. I'm also a triple minor, so I have history, music, and human rights and humanity affairs. And I was born in Kearney, but I lived most in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. Okay. So Javen and I, at this point in time, have both been fully vaccinated, um, which is fun. Um, So Javen, (laughs) do you want to talk about like where you went, what vaccine you got, kind of what that experience was like for you? Um, So yeah. So I remember um, it was a Thursday night and I actually got a text from my residential director. I'm an RA here on campus saying that Hy-Vee Um, had just received a big shipment of vaccines and that you could just schedule an appointment as long as you were in the current phase um, for the vaccines. So I remember immediately getting online, looking at all the time slots, literally filling out um, as I was trying to fill out my information. And I made my first appointment for that next morning. Um, And I went to the Hy-Vee on 27th um, Street. Um, I remember showing up. I was I was kind of anxious just because I wasn't really sure what to expect. I didn't know if there was going to be a big line outside of Hy-Vee. Um, but when I got there, um, the increments were so specific. I think I was only waiting with about four people at a time. Um, just gave them my, med- uh, my medical card, um, went into the waiting area, and I had a private consultant room, which was really nice compared to like the large vaccine clinics. Um, And then I think I just got the vaccine, waited, and luckily I didn't really have any bad reactions to it or anything. Um, Then I went back to class that next day. (laughs) See, that is so lucky because my vaccine, my first one especially, hit me so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had a pretty different experience where I went to one of those big vaccine clinics that are, um, mine was at Pinnacle Bank Arena, Mm -hmm. um, which is the big basketball and there, there are other sports that they have. It's where there. graduation happens. There we go. Yeah, it's just like the big arena on campus. And I show up, and first of all, there are so many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, it's going to take <laughs> forever. But the line was moving so fast. It was actually really smooth, really cool. They, like, stop. They, um, I had COVID before, so they were like, when was the last time you had COVID? Was it bad? Is this vaccine going to kill you? And yeah. I was like, I was like, no, we're good. I was fine. Um, and then, yeah, there was just 
literally rows and rows of people and got got stuck. Did you have to do the like 15 minutes of waiting afterwards mm-hmm. too? So they always do the 15 minutes of waiting just to see um, if you have any reactions. I actually took my best friend Rachel. She's also another RA, um, but she's from California. I took her to the Pinnacle Bank one and I was just shocked with how efficient everything was. I think we were in and out of there in like 30 minutes, despite there probably being at least a couple hundred people there getting vaccinated. Yeah, it's just when you walk out onto that court, it's just huge. And Mm -hmm. there's like rows and rows and rows of like nurses and doctors that have like the vaccines. And then there's just like all of these chairs for people to wait for 15 minutes. Luckily, both times I went like for both of my shots, um, there wasn't anyone who like had like Mm -hmm. issues and problems but um one of my roommates went the day before me and she said while she was waiting like two different people they had to like wheel out for medical assistance Mm -hmm. so that's the sad thing too is so i worked the unl student clinic as well as when i was at pinnacle bank i saw people having reactions to the vaccine when i took rachel to go get her second vaccine um we were just sitting there and all of a sudden um a student he looked around our age um collapsed onto the floor um he wasn't unconscious but he was just laying there and he was really really lightheaded i think the craziest thing of the whole thing is that no one really noticed it i was looking around and no one's like yo there's someone on the floor right now and i was like should I tell someone, you know, like this dude is just like chilling on the ground right now until he finally got some help. And I think he was just really, really lightheaded because he was able to get up and walk just fine. But I think when you first get it, sometimes it just really does give you that little bit of like lightheadedness. And I think he just really wasn't prepared for that. Okay, so shifting gears, the other thing I really did want to talk to you about is that you did work mm-hmm. the big vaccine clinic um, at UNL. So you know, kind of for some background, um, UNL announced a few weeks ago that they were going to vaccinate students, and it was this huge thing. Um, they announced they had it on um, April 20th, yes. right, um, in the Coliseum, which is, you know, a big gym that's attached to our rec center, and students could just come in, get vaccinated. There were prizes, not mm-hmm. prizes, but there were, like, swag that you could get. There mm-hmm. were, like, stickers and t-shirts and pizza and awesome stuff and you worked that. So um, as a member of ASUN student government, I serve as a senator. Um, We were reached out to by our student body president, um, Ronnie Miller, if students would be interested in uh, volunteering for this. And I was like, yeah, that actually sounds like something really cool. So my, I had the um, morning shift of when it was first starting. So when I showed up, everything was crazy. There was tons of people directing traffic. Um, UNL allowed non-students to park in places that normally weren't their parking garages. Um, One thing I learned is that we actually partnered with other universities. So I know Westland students could come get vaccinated. Um, UNO students could come get vaccinated. I think UNK could. Um, Just to kind of show that we were really willing to get all these students vaccinated. Um, I know there's people from other Westland universities that were there there helping run it. Um, But when I showed up, I went, um, we had a special room just for volunteers. So we had like um, snacks and food and just kind of a nice area to chill when we're on break. 
Um, and my first assignment was I was a timekeeper. So as soon as people got their vaccination, they come to this line. We tell them, hey, um, either 15 or 30 minutes. Some people had different ones. And then essentially we would just direct them to the waiting area. And then my second shift was I was actually the person that goes around and like cleans the chairs after each person leaves. Um, just so that way people have sanitized areas to sit. Um, when we first opened up the clinic, I was just in awe of how many students flooded into the gym. Um, the waiting area had at least 200 chairs, and I think there was only two rows that didn't have students at that first wave waiting um, once they received their first vaccine. Um, it was definitely big because there was several different news stations there set up, um, interviewing Chancellor Green that was there, President Ronnie Miller, um, other Board of Regent members, just kind of given a big update on it. Um, Herbie Husker was there getting vaccinated. We took his temperature. He was all good to go. Got his vaccine sticker. So he was, de it was definitely a fun time. Um, there was a couple students that did have minor reactions, but um, luckily it was more of just like feeling dizzy. Um, I think a lot of times people also just get kind of scared. Um, when they start feeling a little different because they don't know what their body's doing. So a lot of time it's more about calming them down rather than a serious medical issue. No one needed any sort of um, emergency procedures. No one had to be wheeled out on a gurdy. A lot of them just got water, kind of cooled down, um, just kind of got their heads together. And a lot, all of them walked out, which I was really happy for. Um, but overall, it was it was a crazy day, but I think it was just really amazing to see how many people took advantage of the opportunity to get vaccinated. Oh, totally. Especially because, you know, I think like walking into this, no one was for sure, you know, what the student reaction was going to be mm -hmm. to, you know, vaccines. Because I know, you know, it's still it, it is definitely less of a controversial issue than than other COVID measures, I think, have been. But I know there is still there's still that pushback. Like there are still people that have that, you know, a, a disagreement about vaccines and their importance and their relevance and all that jazz. But um, it, it, it was very, yeah, it was very inspiring to see that, you know, students, it seems like, you know, this proves that students really do care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially because I think throughout the pandemic, college students have kind of been, not necessarily a scapegoat, but there has been a lot of, oh, these college students, they don't care. They're driving up COVID numbers. They're mm -hmm. killing people. And just to see that, like, no, like, these college students do care and they want to get better and they want to get through this, that that was awesome to see personally. I think there's just the general theme with college students that we don't like the way things are and we're willing to do whatever it takes to go back because – you know, sitting in a three-hour lecture hall or sitting in a three-hour biology lab, um, it's not fun when you're wearing a mask. I just, I definitely know as a peer side, wearing a mask is not fun, but I'm I'm aware it's what I need to do to protect other people. Right. And, and so many people have talked about, you know, you spend your, like, whole lives, especially, like, leaving high school and people talk about, like, the college experience. Like, mm -hmm. go get yourself, like, a college experience. And honestly, like, we just want that. Yeah. Like we want, like I want to go, you know, go get McDonald's ice cream at like 12 a.m. <laughs> with my friends. But like we can't do that because there can only be so many of us in a car, mm -hmm. you know, like something Or they like close that. at 8 o'clock because of reduced hours. Right. Or the dining room's not open. Mm -hmm. So you sit on the curb and eat your <laughs> McFlurry, I guess. Um, 
But yeah, no, I think it is super cool that this clinic happened. Um, I think it's really exciting that we're getting more people vaccinated. And I'm also excited, you know, hearing about the plans for the next semester, especially yeah. the fact that we are going to try to have a majority of classes in person. I am so excited for that. Um, I just, there's so many things that I'm hopeful for for next year, like um, for NSE, hoping to bring back the tunnel walk next year. That's just such a pinnacle part of the Nebraska experience. But I'm I'm ready to see people again. I'm ready to not sit in my pajamas on Zoom class, even though I do enjoy that. I'm ready to dive in you know i'll be a junior next year that's really core when of my major as an education major half of my senior year is just going to be teaching so i won't be in classes so i'm really ready for things to just start being in person again yeah i also like cannot wait um i am really excited to like i i not 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 to get you wrong i did enjoy having an 8 a.m <laughs> This semester and getting to wake up for it at like 7.55. Oh, yeah. Like my my go-to was like 7.55, wake up, baseball hat on, <laughs> new t-shirt on, camera on. Like that was, that was how it worked. But I like it. There really, really is no substitute. And I um, so I'm a mentor for some freshmen um, this year. And I, like, don't even know how to explain it to him. Like, I'm, like, guys, like, mm-hmm. I promise, you know, this is good stuff. But it's something that, you know, a significant portion of the college, like, has never experienced before these in-person classes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just been, it was weird trying to explain to them even, like, weird little things that we don't have right now, like going to the DLC to take a test. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have any of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's... So it's going to be so odd. It's going to be so weird that sophomores next year are almost going to be repeating the freshman year because most of them, like you said, have never experienced the DLC. Many of them have never even had an in-person class. Many of them don't know the process of, you know, going in person and getting textbooks or just going to a dining center. You know, dining centers might be different next year. A lot of them don't know the process that it requires to schedule walking time to get to classes like you know this isn't high school you can't get to a class in four minutes it takes about 10 you know to get to a a different lecture hall and so I think it's going to be weird that they're almost going to be repeating their freshman year I live in the village and I used to be a music major so walking from the village to Glencore is about a 20 minute walk and I was like I'm not feeling this right now or like the idea yeah none of them have had to grapple with the idea of having back-to-back classes and having Mm -hmm. to haul it across campus so I I don't know I'm interested to to see how this works out maybe i will someday do an episode where i interview a bunch of confused sophomores and we see how that works out (laughs) so just kind of turning our minds to the future you know um so we've talked about vaccines we've talked about like next year's measure um kind of the hot button issue not just for UNL but for like campuses in general are the ideas of like mandated vaccines Mm. like is UNL going to require students or faculty members to get a vaccine because that's something um, we've seen from other universities have kind of started to pick up on that so what do you what, what do you think about that so as of now 
The president of Nebraska University, so all three campuses, has said they will not require. Um, however, the amount of universities that will require is growing. Um, a couple weeks ago, I checked. It was only 15. I checked over the weekend, and now it's over 70. Um, and so, in my opinion, like my personal opinion, I do feel like it would be good to have a mandate for vaccines. Um, however, I do understand the country we live in. Not everyone supports vaccines. A lot of people are very um, against vaccines, which is completely within their right to believe um, it's your body, it's your decision. Um, however, I feel like when you have the... I mean, because in elementary school, we require students to get vaccines. And when you come into college, you actually technically are required to have certain vaccines, such as like smallpox and measles and things like that, your immunization records. I just feel like this is a type of disease that warrants that type of, you know, what's the word? Um, importance. Um COVID has obviously taken so many lives in this country. I feel like it definitely is a priority that you would want to have people vaccined. No, I, I get that. And honestly, yeah, that's the exact same argument that I keep coming back to is the fact that like freshman year, you know, we had to get our vaccination paperwork all in order. And when we came to campus mm -hmm. for the first time, they asked for, you know, power of attorney form, mm -hmm. vaccination form, and then, you know, another couple, however many forms <laughs> <laughs> they require us to do. 27 with. other forms right. that they needed. With all different colors and, yeah, ways that you can mess up on them. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it, it does, I think, warrant a response. And I think it does, you know, um, there is the fact that UNL, at the end of the day, is a business, like, it is providing us a service, and we give them money, and so if if they want us to get vaccinated, like, you are well within your rights to say no, but they are well within their rights to say, okay, mm -hmm. find another college, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know, maybe it would be more of, like, a grandfathering in thing where, like, maybe next year, it, I, I think that may mm -hmm. be the way to go about it to kind of satisfy both sides where... You know, maybe you say from now on, because, you know, I also don't think that COVID's going away. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that. Well, now they're starting to have talk of once you're fully vaccinated, there's the chance that within six to 12 months, you might need a third dose, um, you know, and it might end up being kind of like a flu thing where you need to get it once a year. And, you know, I think we're still learning so much about COVID. Like, we didn't know anything when it first came out. And a year later, we know a lot more of it, but we don't know everything still. Um, and I think it's just weird because, in personal opinion, I really hate how we've turned public health into a political thing. And I think that was due to because we were in a pandemic in an election year. And a lot of people believe if you're one way, you're a certain party. If you're one way, you're another party. And at the end of the day, it's just about your health. You know, the way I'm keeping my grandmother safe because she has respiratory issues is not any any means political. It's because I'm a human and I want to take care of my grandmother. Right. One of the strangest, you know, phenomenons to witness and watch was... Um, when the United States made the decision that it would no longer follow the World Health Organization guidelines, mm -hmm. where it kind of cut itself off from the WHO. And that was 
so bizarre to me um, to see that happen. And, of course, I think we are kind of back on track with them now. Yeah, we have rejoined um, a lot of the organizations that we had previously um, left in the other administration. So I think we rejoined the Paris Peace Accord. Mm -hmm. We rejoined the World Health Organization. And honestly, I'm glad, though, because in a lot of those organizations, we serve as the leader for those um people look to the united states for what are they doing you know what should we do um and so i'm kind of i feel like you know with the vaccine and everything like that countries are like okay cool u.s is starting to get get its mojo back things like that um and i'm just i'm i'm excited to see where the vaccine kind of takes us yeah so you know getting back to the whole idea of like that mandated vaccine like it, 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 you know, I think whatever decision mm-hmm. the university makes, I think is going to come with some flack. But I think that, I don't know, the, the worst thing to do, I think, would just be to not address the issue at all. Um, so I'm hoping for one of those, like, Ronnie Green emails of him, like, in front of the bookcase with his mask on, you know. <laughs> um, and I hope there is some kind of email that talks about it. Um, but... I, I don't know what that... I feel in time, a mandate will come. I just feel right now they want to make it optional. The vaccine's still new. And they want to see how people respond to it voluntarily before they decide, do we need to take action and make this mandated? Yeah, you know, and I think that's totally valid, too, where, like, as as we saw with the vaccine clinic, like, there are lots of students that are really excited about getting vaccinated and want to get those doses, um, honestly, more people I've talked to than not have been really excited, um, to get the vaccine. And I know there are some people that are like, well, you know, my choice, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And that's, that's reasonable. But like, yeah, I definitely think that first we should look at the voluntary response and I hope, hopefully, you know, people can kind of make that decision and look at it and, yeah, maybe maybe we won't have need for it. I think the craziest thing, too, is if you don't mandate your students to get vaccinated, what's that mean for masks next year? You know, the CDC has advised if everyone's been vaccinated, it's okay to be in the same room not wearing a mask. But then how do you how do you hold students accountable? You know, or is the passport app going to become a a thing where you just show a digital copy of your vaccine card, you know, are we still going to require testing, you know, if you've been vaccinated? It just, it raises so many questions like, what about the people that choose not to get vaccinated, you know, because they're they're the ones at risk. Right, yeah, and I think that is really interesting where now, like, the CDC is coming out with guidelines that talk about, like, you know, if everyone is vaccinated, but the key is, is all those guidelines, it's if everyone is vaccinated, Um, so I, yeah, and I, I know that we already as a university have kind of loosened up social distancing a little bit Mm -hmm. where now I believe it's like three feet. Yeah. The CDC advised that like for schools and things like that, um, you only need three feet of distance. Um, and it's still a safe distance, which honestly how I used to do it before. I mean, I'm not always up on everyone. I'm like, you know, let's just get a little space, you know, but, um, it's just, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's, you know, the future of, like, of easing restrictions and kind of boiling stuff down and getting back to normal, I think it all hinges on vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And so that, 
that also makes the idea of, well, yeah, you can get vaccinated if you want, but like if you don't, that's fine. Then that that throws things into a weird sphere, especially at a university where there are thousands of people on campus every day. So, you know, next semester, hopefully we can get back to somewhat normal. What are you most looking forward to? I really am looking forward to the day where I am not scared to wear a mask in front of other people. I think it's just been so ingrained that even just leaving your room, you're like, oh, crap, I'm not wearing a mask or anything like that. And I'm also a singer um, here on campus. I'm in the top two choral ensembles, and we still have to wear masks in social distance. But I miss the days where I wasn't constantly adjusting my mask because, you know, when you sing, your mouth moves a lot. And I'm really looking forward to the day where I just don't have to worry about having a mask before I leave my room. You know, it's like another thing on my list. Do I have my keys? Do I have my wallet? I have my phone. Great. Where's my mask? I can't leave the house without it. You know, and I'm just, I'm looking forward to the days that my freshman year had just that traditional college feeling, seeing people's faces again. Yeah, I also, I've noticed something where, like, on occasion I'll be watching, like, a TV show or a movie, and it could be, like, decades old. (laughs) And sometimes, like, I don't know why my brain does this, but I'll just, like, have a moment of panic where I'm, like, they're in a crowd and they're not wearing masks. Or, like, it's, like, a concert scene or something, and I'm, like, (gasps) like, I, I don't know. I feel like our culture has started to change you know due to this pandemic Mm -hmm. and you know i i think about like people who missed like yes we are missing the college experience but like there are like kids missing like their first year of school there are people missing their last year of high school there are babies that have been born who don't know anything other than a Mm -hmm. pandemic and Mm -hmm. it's wild well and I think it's just so weird, like, the incoming class next year has already had a whole year of COVID schooling in high school. You know, their entire senior year has been social distance, mass mandate, and now they're coming to college a whole year into that school lifestyle. And I just really want them to experience the parts of college that really do make it memorable. Yeah, I agree. Okay, with that, I think we're going to wrap up. Um... I am your host, Emma Crabb. This is Testing Positive, the Cornhusker Crisis. Stay safe out there. It's a crazy world. Hey guys, it's Emma. Thank you so much for sticking with Testing Positive. Um, Thank you for listening to hopefully all the episodes. But as I mentioned, you know, this is going to be the last one, at least for a while. The class um, that I was doing this project and this podcast for is wrapping up with the rest of my classes as we head into summer. So for the time being, I think this is it. Of course, there are always so many lovely things uh, to talk about with COVID. But hopefully, you know, as the summer continues and vaccinations continue, COVID is going to be a less problematic issue. So until then, I'm your host, Emma Crabb, and stay safe out there. It's a crazy world.